Hello, and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I hope that your 2020 has turned into be something simply amazing, but take heart if it hasn't. I am confident that God is working on something good for you. You know what? I got up this morning and God said he was in a really good mood today. And so good things are going to happen today. Good things are going to happen this week. Good things are going to happen this year. God is in a good mood. Celebrate and enjoy your life with him, which is what I intend to do today because today I have a new friend with me. Um, I have just encountered her. And you know, sometimes in my life I encounter people and I'm like, holy smoke, the whole world needs to know this person. And that's exactly how I feel about her. I met my guest today through a friend of mine who has been on my podcast before and will be on my podcast again, Roxanne Parks. And she's like, Melissa, I met this girl. You got to know her. And she was right. And so today I welcome to my show, Patty Brown. So glad to be here with you today. I am super happy to have you here with me today. It is a good thing. Today has been a good day. Yes, it has. Very much so. What that what everybody that's listening doesn't know is we just finished lunch, which if you have lunch with Melissa, my husband has learned that lunch with Melissa means two hours all the time. And I think we did that. Yeah, pretty close to that, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we accomplished the two-hour lunch. There is just something special that happens in a two-hour lunch, don't you think? Well, breaking bread with anyone at any time is a good thing. Absolutely. So, Patty, you are involved in women's ministry, have been for years. You uh, are on the advisory board for Branch 15. Tell us a little bit about what Branch 15 is. Well, Branch 15 is a Christ-centered home that um, provides... um, opportunities for women who are coming off the street out of prison just need a a helping hand up and what we do is we provide a a transitional living place for them to stay for a period of time until they can get up on their feet and live independently and uh, live sustainably for themselves and any children that they may have. That is awesome. What a powerful ministry Branch 15 is and how long has Branch 15 actually been going on? Six years, actually. Um, we started in a small little house um, in Edmond, and uh, we are we now have um, three homes and are have the ability to house about 35 women, and we're hoping to expand into western Oklahoma soon. So that's, um, that's certainly on the, the horizon, and we're very, very excited about that. That makes me so happy as a western Oklahoma girl. That is awesome. So, um, so you've been doing women's ministry. You've been a part of Branch 15. But your true maybe claim to fame is that you're a mom. Yes, yes. Um, I've actually been a Christian since I was 16. Um, but Jesus really hasn't been the Lord of my life but for the last 15 or 20 years because Jesus is uh, is he's our Savior, but we have to make him our Lord. For um, sure. And sometimes that's a daily thing too. But anyway, so yeah, I have been married to my husband, Jack, for almost 24 years. And I am uh, the mom to two, um, I want to say adorable girls, but they're both um, young women now. One will be 22 and she's finishing up her nursing degree. And then I have a 19-year-old daughter as well. So tell me a little bit about how you became a Christ follower. Well, I grew up knowing about Jesus. Um, my, I was a child of divorce at a young age, um, and so I think that there was always kind of a, a lack that I felt growing up. And um, so I, I always felt that I knew that there was someone that loved me out there, but it wasn't until I was a teenager at 16 going to a little country church in West Virginia, which I spent a few years there, and just just felt the draw of the Lord. I just could hardly keep 
um, at the back of the church because I just felt that there was someone wooing me. So I went forward and um, received him as my savior. And then for the rest of this time, of course, has been living a life. I've been living a life of just loving him and letting him love me because that's really where it starts is letting him love us first. Was that a, was that a, how did you make the transition from saying, uh, I'm going to love the Lord to, I'm going to let the Lord learn to, I'm going to learn to let the Lord love me. Well, I think it's really easy for us as Christ followers to feel like we have to perform that make it just right or be a certain way, act a certain way, believe even a certain way for the Lord to love us. And it just doesn't work that way. Jesus came down from heaven one direction. It was from heaven to earth for us first, even before we were ever born. And so he came to us first, even before we even had the opportunity to make really poor choices. So his love is one direction. And then the more we grow in that, the more I grow in that, the more I realize that that's why I love him. He loved me first, and he's the one that gives me the ability to love him. And when I let that go and move from a place of performance-based pleasing him from, from a to a place, I guess, of I am pleasing to him because of what Jesus did, then that whole performance-based thing gets set on the, on the wayside. Usually. Sometimes I get fall back into it, but... You know, that's life. Can we all just pause for a moment and wave our hankies? Because we just heard a sermon, y'all, in case you missed it. Um, don't, don't, don't underestimate what you might hear on the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. That is a treasure that you can walk away with today. So for sure. Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about your daughter. Well, my daughter, uh, Christina, she's 19. She was born perfectly healthy. But she does, um, at, at the age of a year old, she got incredibly sick. She got E. coli. And so there was some serious devastation to her body. But she is uh, just graduated from high school last spring. We work, quote unquote, work. We, it's really volunteering at a local um, a local assisted living where she we go in and we work with the memory care patients. And so we do crafts and arts and crafts and... Um, and so we, we have the ability to do that. And so she was pretty sick. She got pretty sick, um, but she's recovered and the Lord, the Lord is, um, the Lord has touched her tremendously. And so I'm very, very thankful. She's very social like her mama. I can talk an ear off usually. And so, um, we, uh, we go out and shop and she never meets a stranger. So, um, she has some uh, disability, so we we deal with that on a regular basis. But all in all, she's with us, and she's a sweetheart, and I love her to death. So in the process of walking through the experience of nearly losing your daughter as a small child uh, to watching God intervene and restore her, uh, even on the days when there were days when the doctors told you she would never survive, that you didn't know if she was going to make it. Yeah, Um Within two days in the hospital, she was life flighted from one hospital to Children's Hospital. And so uh, we didn't know for a couple of uh, days um, that she would even survive. And we found out within a couple of days that she had hemolytic uremic syndrome, which is caused by E. coli. And so that's what wow. caused all the devastation to her body. She was blind when we brought her home. She spent six and a half weeks in the hospital. Uh, two and a half in the pediatric ICU, and but we brought her home, and um, over the course of, of course, years and years and years, she has slowly um, regained a lot of ability, but at the same time, um, unfortunately, due to the illness, she does have a condition of uncontrolled seizures. So we deal with seizure 
uh, her seizures or the seizures that she has on a pretty regular basis because none of the medicine she's ever been on um, has ever really helped to to remove that activity in her brain. How do you how do you navigate uh, from a place of saying because it's my co- my confidence in you is that you've asked the Lord every day of her life to deliver her from seizures. Off all drugs and seizure free. That is what I've prayed every day, almost every day. Off all drugs and seizure free, and I believe she will be off all drugs and seizure free one day. It may not be this side of heaven, but I pray that it is. But if it isn't, I tell everyone that I talk to, I'm still going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they refuse to bow down. Even if the Lord doesn't deliver, we're not going to do anything except proclaim our God. And so I believe and I pray every day that she'll be off all drugs and seizure-free this side of heaven. But even if she isn't, I know that she's in the hands of the one that loves her the most, even more than I do. And mm-hmm. so I can trust I can trust her with him. And I trust my older daughter too with the Lord. But I'm not faced with that that decision every single day like I feel like I am with my youngest daughter. One of the things I like to do on my podcast is be really authentic, really open, really transparent, really real. Have there been struggles in your faith along the way? Well, if I had known you a year and a half ago, you would be hearing that I had a tantrum with the Lord a few months after Christina had scoliosis surgery and her seizures went through the roof. Um, She was seizing on the kitchen floor one day and I... I just jumped up and down. I was screaming at the Lord. I was being very honest with him. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this right now, but it's the truth. And I picked up some the nearest thing I could find in, in, in my hand, and I threw it across the room. And I, for some particular reason, I'm not sure how, but it went around the island in my kitchen and broke my stove. So I threw a little hissy fit um, with the Lord and threw something across the room and broke my stove and as the stove front shattered was shattered all over the my tile in my kitchen I walked over to it and of course I started crying and I felt like that was my heart that my heart was being shattered in a million little pieces and I couldn't understand because I was mad at the Lord I was upset it's like Lord you have the power to heal her I believe you're going to heal her there's nothing stopping you from healing her and yet she's not healed and I went into those places of I've been serving you since I was 16 I've led the Bible studies I've done all the stuff so it's kind of like will you please I mean it's your turn Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just that's just being honest we get mad at him and um To know my husband, you would know that the best thing he could have done when he showed up at the house, because I called him immediately in tears saying, I broke the stove. He walked in and he gave me a big hug. And the first thing out of his mouth was, well, I've wanted to upgrade to gas. So let's just go ahead and get a gas stove. (laughs) That is a good husband. You should probably keep him. But but I think it's true. I think that in those situations there, when we pray for something over time and we've yet to see our expected answer right because I think a lot of times what gets us in trouble is we go to the Lord and we say oh by the way I have this prayer request and just so you don't have to work too hard I have a little answer for you to give me too and uh and so you know it's just easier wouldn't it just be easier if you did what I wanted you to do and and I I have found over the hard times of my life that if God would have given me the answer I wanted I would never have learned 
so much about him in that process. And I think God is way more interested in us finding out who he is in the depths of who he is, deeper than we've ever been, deeper than we know how to go. Uh, He wants to take us there, but he is not afraid to use hard times to get us into that place. And so uh, if you had to, if there's somebody out there who's listening, maybe one of my, God is, I believe God divinely ordains the listeners who find my podcast. And maybe there's a mom out there right now who's been praying diligently for her child's healing or deliverance or whatever that is for them to be set free from a life controlling issue, whatever that happens. What would you say of word of encouragement to them? Well, I would first off say that no matter how you feel, the Lord is there. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we begin to be, believe and think, especially if we don't get that answer, that freedom or that healing year after year after year. I mean, we've been dealing with Christina's medical issues since she was a year old. So we're going on 18, 19 years now. And I think over the course of that whole time, as much as I wanted, I wanted my answer, um, e- even though I knew that God's answer was best, especially if it didn't coincide with the answer that I was looking for. I tell people a lot that my relationship with the Lord is so much deeper and richer because of what I've been through. And you can say that on the other side. In the midst of it, it's a little bit harder, but I've gone through it for years and years and years, realizing that even though I want her healing, not just for us and and how that would help us in our day-to-day life. I'm not being concerned about a fall every other day, but I want it for her. I want her to be healed. I, I don't want the icky seizures, which is what she calls them. She hates them. And so I want that freedom for her. But I also see in all the things that we've been through, specifically in her situation, one, the Lord has taught me lesson after lesson after lesson. For like instance, when we brought her home, she was blind. We didn't even know she was ever going to get her sight back because the the bleeding happened on the brain. And so when we brought her home, she couldn't see anything. And uh, years later, I was asking God to reveal something to me. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, Lord, I need to see this. I need to see this. Will you please reveal this to me? And he quietly spoke to my spirit. He said, he said, Patty, you're, you're blind right now to this. When the time is right, you'll see. And he made me, he helped me remember back when Christina was sick, that two weeks after we got her home, I was combing my older daughter's hair and Christina, who was in my arms at the time, reached up for the comb. And I'm like, she obviously can see that comb. So we rushed her back to the hospital. Her sight came back. So two weeks after she got home from the hospital, where she'd been in her own place, in her own bed, and had calmed down, two weeks later, the Lord brought her sight back. And so we immediately got in. And so what? when she was blind, she... She, she saw again when the time was right. And that's what he spoke to me. He said, Patty, when the time is right for you to see something in your life, I will show it to you. When the time is right, you may feel blind right now, but when the time is right, you will have the vision that I want you to have about a certain situation. And so he's taught me so many things in and through her illnesses that how am I to say, Lord, I didn't want that for her, which of course I don't want that for her. But I would not change my relationship with Jesus Christ as much as I want her healed. I would not change my relationship with Jesus as a result of that because he's just drawn me so much closer to him as a result of it. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Um, You know, one of the things that I've heard you say that has just resonated in me is you you have this thing where you say, throw fear into the fire. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Well... 
coming from a background that I have, you know, dysfunction, a lot of issues. I'm a two-time cancer survivor, so I've been faced with a lot of issues of where fear could really grip my life, and frankly has for many, many years. And it, and to be honest, I've been a Christian a long time, but it wasn't until recently that I went to a retreat, and I the morning of the 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 morning that the treat, retreat was going to end, we were to take things that we had been holding on to all of our life and, and throw them in the fire. And fear has been something I've struggled with my whole life. It has kept me from doing a lot of things. And I just decided, you know what, fear, you're going in the fire. And it's only been recently, but I've decided, you know what, I'm not going to live by fear anymore. So I'm going to knock on doors. I'm going to take steps. I'm going to believe by faith that God's in control of my life and everyone in my, my family and surrounding and trust that he's got it under control. And I don't have to attempt to control it or try to manipulate him or other people to bring about that which I want. I can trust that he's going to do it. And so someone that struggled a lot with fear struggles a lot with rejection. Mm -hmm. Well, what if I get a no? What if I get a closed door? Well, you know what? If you get a closed door, God's going to open another door somewhere else. And so I believe that. And so I am strategically, every time I'm faced with something, whether it be an extra strong seizure that she may be having that day or fear about a situation or a conversation I have to have with someone, it's like, you know what? I am going to face that fear. I'm going to do it anyway and trust that the Lord will maneuver me down the path and the process in the conversations and the open doors and the situations that he has for me and be okay if a door closes, it's gonna be okay. If there's a negative conversation or a negative thought or a negative comment, it's okay because he's still in control. And I think for someone like me, I've, like I said, I've struggled with fear a lot in my life and I'm like, you know what, it's gone, it's gone in the fire. And when I face it one the next day, it's gonna go in the fire then too. So I'm very, very excited about 2020 because this is, this is it. I think this is gonna be the year that I really do some things, not me, but the Lord does some things through me because now he has a vessel that is is tired of living in fear. Just, I'm tired of it. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Gosh, that's so good. That is amazing. You know, um, one of the things that I know is that you're, one of the things I ask a lot of my questions, so when is your book coming out? I ask a lot of my my uh, people who join me on the podcast who haven't, who aren't authors already, when is your book coming out? The truth is you're in the process of writing a book. I am, and um, part of me says, unfortunately, I've been writing it for too long because it's overdue, but then in God's timing, it's perfect. So I have to remind myself and throw that fear of, oh my gosh, it's too late. I'm in my 50s. I can't do a book now. I mean, all the lies that the enemy has to tell you why you cannot do something, that's all in the fire too. So I am. I'm actually in the process of writing a book about my life and the things that I've been through and how faithful the Lord has been in every situation, in every quote-unquote chapter, in every hardship. Uh, he is faithful and he has been faithful. And so I call it my book, but it's really our book. I, you know, when we, when I sit down to type in it, it's like, what are we going to write today, Lord? Because I know that within me, I don't, I don't have anything of value, but because Jesus lives in me, he's, he's, he has it all. And so he's quite capable of doing whatever he wants um, through me. So I am very excited. Well, I'm super excited. I want the manuscript manuscript before it goes to the publisher. Like, I want to read that book. 
because I think it's going to be a huge, humongous faith builder. And, and I'm going to get behind you and I'm going to push and support and do whatever I can to help you get your book and book published because that is something that has to happen. Um, so thanks for hanging out with me today. Right. You know, I, um, I, I want to encourage you if you're listening, and if you're a part of a women's ministry, if you're part of a ministry and you want someone who can come and share their testimony, share their story, tell their, tell the, sing the goodness of God, you need to have Patty come. And so uh, as we always do, we'll link all of the connection information with her in our show notes. Now, Patty, I always like to tie up all of my podcasts with what I call the rapid fire question round. These are not deep and theological questions. They're the first thing off your brain. Um, Everybody panics, but they're not panic worthy, I promise you. So uh, here we go. Just ask, I'm just going to ask you a question. Just give me the best answer you okay. got. Okay. Got it. What's a perfect Friday night look like for you? A movie with my husband. Okay. What, what kind of movie would you look like? What kind of movie would you see? Well, we have to arm wrestle between action and chick flick. Okay. All right. Um, what's your favorite kind of food? Pasta. All right. Going with that Italian stuff, right? Yeah, which I try and stay away from too much of it, but it is my favorite, so. That's awesome. My daughter is exactly the same way. It's like if you could give her some pasta, she can live the rest of her life. Um, So do you have a favorite coffee drink? Mocha's. All right. Mochas, yeah. Just generic mochas. Chocolate, any, anything. Chocolate, anything. If Jesus had a candy bar, what would it be? M&M's. Do those really <laughs> even count as a candy bar? M&M's, like what? You ask any chocolate question, <laughs> it's going to be M&M's. They're my favorite. You know, it's super Sorry. funny. Uh, my favorite can, my all-time favorite candy is Russell Stover's Chocolates. But you, but it's a specific kind. It's the box with, my husband knows, it's the box with the pink bow that is nuts, crisps, and chews, mm. right? None of that creamy stuff. So he, he knows he has to get the nuts, crisps, and chews. He didn't even know they existed until he married me. But that's, there's, it's all about me again, I guess, in this podcast. But anyway, all right. <laughs> Do you have a life verse? Um, Acts twenty twenty three, where I consider my life nothing. Um, I can't quote it verbatim, but it's basically we'll take the patty paraphrase. It's all it's all about Jesus, and that I want to finish the race strong, and that's to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. One movie you can quote the you can quote some of the dialogue too that you watch over and over. Oh my gosh, I don't watch a lot of movies. Um, that is hard. Okay, we'll move right on. Who is the uh, person that's speaking the most to you, speaking into your life the most right now? Um, well, other than Jesus, I would say I have a very close friend that she speaks honestly to me. And so I can trust that she's going to speak truth to me when I get off track. Okay. Everybody needs one of those friends or two or 10. Um, so, and I always ended up with, this is the last question, but it's the last question I ask everybody. If you could say one thing and one thing only to make Jesus famous, what would you say? Glory. I mean, if it's just one word, one thing, it would be glorify the Lord because living a life for him is all that matters. I think about friends and family that don't know Jesus as savior. And I came to him at a relatively young age, 16. And and I think that we get so caught up in today's world of just stuff. And even good godly stuff. Bible studies are awesome. Um, you know, l- reading the word is very, very important. 
And I think about the people that I know that don't know Jesus. And I'm like, the one thing, the one thing that's more important than anything is to make Jesus known. And that salvation of those that we love so much and sharing the love of Christ, not just in word, but in deed and loving people right where they are so that they can see the love of Christ and come to know him um, for all eternity. And that's that's what I want to live for. I want to live for Jesus and not appoint the finger, do this, don't do that, because that's what the Bible says. Although the word of God is so, so important, it's loving people. When they know that you love them, regardless of what's going on in their lives, they're going to be more open to hearing about the love of Jesus Christ as well. And I think we can put a period right there. That was an excellent way to tie this whole thing up. I can't think... I can't say anything that's going to make that better. So thanks for hanging out with me today, Uh, Patty. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Um, This is that time of the show where I ask for my three favors. Uh, If you've listened to any of my podcasts or hopefully all of my podcasts, you know what I'm about to say. But if you're new here, here's what I want to say to you. Would you do me three favors? My trifecta of favors. Would you A, would you just hit that subscribe button? Maybe this is the first time you've found my podcast. uh, Or maybe you just haven't done that yet. Just take one second and pop that little subscribe button on your podcast app so all of the latest episodes will be in your feed. Second of all, would you just give us a five-star rating at iTunes? Because that helps our podcast bubble up to the top and more people can find it and meet and be exposed to the amazing people who come on my show and finally and most importantly and this is the biggest thing that you can do of all would you mind sharing my podcast with your friends and invite them to listen i think that their life will be blessed when they encounter the people who join me on the show and until we meet again remember he doesn't waste a thing